but other uh, companies that I was trying to apply to apply to be a part of, they, they are really like that. Once they know that you are from Egypt, you're done. <laughs> Thank you. Bye bye. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the One World Your Story podcast. It's me, Jamie, your host. And today, on the first day of December 2020, um, I am joined by one of my dear, dear friends, one of my favorite people in the world, Yusra Saleh. Am I saying your last name right? Right, correct. Right. Um, <laughs> Uh, Yusra and I used to work together um, and I visited Yusra where she lives, which is in Cairo, well, New Cairo, um, Egypt, and where she still lives. And I cannot wait to speak to you today about remote work, remote culture, what it's like working for American companies as a non-American, um, et cetera. But is there anything else that you would like to add for yourself, introduce yourself, what are you up to? Now's your time. Let's hear it, Yusra. <laughs> yeah, first of all, thank you for the great introduction. We've had a great time working together at Power to Fly. Uh, yeah, and I think you've covered everything. I just have a dog. If so, <laughs> I love I love always mentioning that I have a dog because he's my small kid. But he's so, amazing. Her dog's name is Sultan. Yes. I mean, I mean, you have your husband too, though. You're married. Yeah, I'm married, but this is not as special as having a dog. <laughs> <laughs> you won't tell Shaukat that you said that. No worries. No, no, no. He will not take it personal. I'm just taking it, talking in general. <laughs> <laughs> that is one thing that I've always loved about you, Yusra, is your honesty and transparency. So yeah, you're right, Shaukat. He probably knows already. You probably talk about it. Um, <laughs> so... Let's just get right into it then. And by the way, Yusra, I think that for context, it's important to know your age because like, I think it's interesting to know like, okay, when did you really start working? When did you get married? What does life look like, you know, for you? Because those cultural traditions might be different in terms of when people start doing different things. I don't know. So how old are you right now? Just for sure. I'm, I'm 28 right now. 28 okay yes I've graduated from college uh 22 23 something like that I don't re really remember okay Tw which is how old I was as well 20 exactly yeah and uh after the grade after graduation I you know for four years I wasn't doing what I what I want to do like I was trying to apply to work for companies to do things but I wasn't successful like uh, I was always rejected. I don't know why, but all of them says that I'm a fresh grad and um, I, I have no experience, which is normal. But yeah. what did you study in uh, college, by the way? What's your degree in? Political science. Political science. Okay. And yeah. um, I don't know why anyone would say no to you either, um, because working with you, you're one of the most loyal, hardworking people that I've ever worked with, had the pleasure of working with, and you're really smart and very adaptable. So Thank you. Not that this is a job interview or anything like that, but you are you are really special. Uh, before we get into your trials and tribulations and then success uh, in career, let's take a couple steps back. Um, is it 
typical, were you, how many of your like friends from high school or your brothers, did everyone go to university? Is that a normal track? Was that different for you as a woman to go to university? Talk to me about that and what it's like in Egypt and, and Cairo, give us some context. It's super normal to be in university. It's not special, like everyone- for men and women. Yes, for both. So the only thing that might make you not go to university might be fine financial standard or something like that. Like I do not have the money to afford universities, but we have local universities that are 100% free. But, you know, sometimes the people prefer to work and get money instead of studying. So that might be the only barrier. But otherwise, it's really normal for uh, Egyptian students, women and men to be in university. Okay, wonderful. Um, and how about remote work and working as a woman? Let's not even get into remote work yet. What are, and I say this cause like in the U S okay. It's, I don't, I have less friends that are female that are the traditional like stay at home moms or not working so much. It's really common for women to like get a career and maybe be the breadwinner and the husband stay home, you know, that's shifting in the US. And, you know, you and I worked in diversity and inclusion. I know it's really important to you, but what's that like in, in Egypt, in Cairo for women? Okay, so in Egypt, Egypt is different than Cairo. So Cairo is the okay. most civilized city in Egypt. It's the capital, it's civilized. Most of the, most of the women work. If they do not work, then they are rich. They don't want to work, <laughs> but otherwise, <laughs> otherwise they, um, they have the ability to go and apply for jobs. Then most of the times they get accepted and they work. So it's really similar um, to the U.S. in that regard. Yes, in, in, in Cairo, it's really similar. I, I don't want to talk about the other cities because I'm, I'm not sure, but I know that it's not common over there. Like, you know, having a woman work, it's not the most common thing. So Cairo is kind of its own world within the country of Egypt. Would you say that? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So for the context of this conversation, for anyone that's listening, we're talking about Cairo, which, and I was there, right? And in a lot of regard, it really feels like first world, totally like the same in the way that life is here in the U.S. And then in a lot of regard, it's really different um, as well. But yeah, and then the friends that I met of yours, everyone was working um, and doing their thing. So, mm. okay. But what kind of jobs do people typically get? Like, is, is you, are you a, com- like, is it common? Do you have any other friends that you know that are working for remote, remotely for American companies? Like, what's- Zero percent, zero percent. I'm the only one that I know who work remotely. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and I knew that, but I didn't want to give it away to anyone that was listening. But yeah, you are you are the outlier by far. Yeah, but let's talk before COVID because after COVID, my friends started to understand what I'm doing because before oh, that- Oh, sure. Were- Everything changed this year. Yes, yes. So now most of the companies, most of the good companies in Egypt started to, um, you know, to uh, to be remote just because of COVID and so on and so forth. But before COVID, my friends was like, what are you doing at home? Are you working? Are you even making money? Are you volunteering somewhere on the internet? You know? So, so people thought you were, for lack of better words, crazy or lying to them or what? Yeah. Like, explain yeah. that to me a little bit more. 
they underestimated what I'm doing. Like, what are you doing at home? You just need to go out, you know, for a living or to, to go work for a company. This is not work, you know, and I was actually making more money than anyone does. <laughs> so about the- that, did they know that? No. Why? Because, and I say that because you're saying to me, one of the questions that people were asking you, are you even making money? And you're saying everybody thought that you weren't actually working. Why wouldn't you just say, yeah, I'm making money. Here's what I'm doing and prove it to them. Why not? I say, I'm, I I tell them that I make money, but I do not tell them that I make more money than they do. Just, you know, just because I feel bad for them. They go, they spend two hours, three to two to three hours in transportation every day. And, and, you know, Cairo, you came to Cairo. It's, it sucks in terms of traffic. So, you know, sometimes I feel bad for them. Like I try to tell them, go apply for a remote work. It's better for you. But I do not go and tell them I'm, I'm staying at home in the comfort of my own bed or my own desk on my own pajamas and working and getting more money than you do. Why you wouldn't know? you tell them that? That's, that is the thing that would convince people. Why would you keep that a secret? Why would they believe you otherwise? It's not a secret, but, you know, sometimes I do not want to hurt their feelings because I know getting a remote job is not as easy as it looks. Uh, So it could feel like rather than you trying to inspire them to go find a remote job, it might to them feel like you're bragging or making them feel bad about what they're doing. Exactly. Okay. Yes. And they will not be able easily to find a remote job, especially in the U.S. and in the U.S. companies, this is not an easy thing. If I told yeah, you, how- you had mentioned it in the beginning, which we'll talk about that process. I want to know that process. It's not as easy as it looks. Before we get there, I mean, if it was easy, everyone would be doing it already, right, Yusra? Yeah. Um, so, what is a typical salary? And and let's talk about what your job is. So, you are. Correct me if I'm wrong an account executive now, right? Exactly. Yes. Okay. So you're doing inside sales for people that aren't familiar with the sales world and what those terms are. The account executive user is selling a product or service to other companies, correct? Exactly. And uh, specifically to, con- to companies in the MENO region, in my region and Europe. What did you say? The MENO? MENO region, like Middle East, North Africa. Okay, Middle East, North Africa. Mina, mm-hmm. um, so that's nice. You get to work on your time zone now. That's why you're working on your time zone. Okay, it all makes sense. Yusra and I used to work off of Eastern Standard Time in the US. Um, okay, so what would the average salary be for an account executive working for a software company in Cairo? Okay, after the commissions or just a basic salary? your OTE, right? Your base plus commission. What, what do you think the average would be? Okay. So if they are really good company in Cairo, if they are great, if they are really good, if they are, you know, doing a great job selling, then this might be thousand to to $1,300 a month. So let's say on the generous side, right? $30,000 a year, excuse me, $20,000 a year because it's 12 months in a Uh, year. Yeah, something in that range is between fifteen and twenty thousand dollars for their annual salary. That's if you're doing a really good job in Cairo. Yes, you can't live on on that for in a U.S. salary. Um, but what's okay? So that's on the high end. Let's call it let's call it twenty thousand dollars a year, just for the sake of numbers. 
what's an average salary in Cairo in general? What, what does the average person make? In general, that's below that. Let's say like an average person, junior person, maybe around um, $300, $400 a month. Senior person starting from $500 a month and up to maybe $2,000 a month. So you're doing really well if you're breaking $2,000 a month. Yes. You're doing average if you're making- You are a director. You are in a director level. Okay. And you are average at three, $400 a month and you can survive in your city. Making- yes, yes. Yeah, you'll have a great life actually. Not bad. Especially if, if they're like husband and a wife, both are working, both are generating revenue, you know? So in that case, things will be better. But I think it, $2,000 a month in Egypt is great. <laughs> I mean, it's so crazy because context is everything. I mean, if that's a salary that you were making and you wanted to come even on vacation in the US, you'd have a hard time having any kind of money to spend. Um, so, okay. I can but already- let's, 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 sorry to interrupt you, but let's admit one thing. US is super expensive compared to any other country in the world. That's not, not compared to any other country, but we could compare it to living in Europe. Okay. Europe. That's comparable. They're the most, yeah, outrageously expensive or like New Zealand. It's not, it sucks. <laughs> yeah. It, it is not easy or cheap to live in the US, period. End of subject. I mean, my rent, Usra, is $1,400 a month. Okay. My rent. That doesn't account for food, clothes, or anything else. So, it would be literally impossible to live here, but we can't compare because the co- everything else is different in terms of cost. Yes, it's all, right. all, it's all different life, yes. Mm-hmm. But, but the reality is, and somehow you knew, and I wanna know how you ended up knowing and learning about that the fact that you even could work remotely, because as you mentioned, everything changed this year and remote work over the last couple of years has slowly been catching on, but I mean, slowly. And you started working remotely four years ago. That was at the very beginning of this. I mean, you were cutting edge. How the heck did you even know that it was possible? And was it all motivated by wanting to make more money or was it something different? Yeah, so can you just say the last sentence again because you were breaking up a bit? Yeah, it was, how did you know it was possible? And why did you wanna do it? Was it about just making more money or was it something else? Yeah, so I didn't know that remote exists actually until I, after graduation, I've heard about a company from one of my friends, a company in, in Emirates, actually in Dubai. So this company wanted to hire people from Egypt. How did you know somebody in Dubai? Sorry? How did you know somebody in Dubai? She was my friend and she used to live in Dubai. And she met the owner and the owner told her that he needs a couple of people to work remotely from Egypt because Egypt salaries are less than Dubai salaries. Oh, okay. So she's from Dubai, but living in Egypt and you met her. Yeah, she, she is from Egypt, but immigrated to Dubai. Okay. So you knew her from home. She's in Dubai and she meets at, at this company in Dubai and they want remote workers. Okay. Exactly. Got it. Actually, this company basically wanted remote workers from Egypt just to pay them less. That was the whole point of hiring people remote at that time. Uh Aha, which we, you and I know very well. There's plenty of companies that 
that is still the reason why they hire remotely. Yes. American companies, at least I can say, sad but true. Yeah, but there are some country uh, companies that never take remote as an excuse to pay less. Just to be fair, not all the companies do that, but most of the companies do that. But I know that some companies do not do that. Totally. And that's changing now. But four or five years ago, different story. Yes, yes, exactly. All right. So you learn about the fact like, whoa, I could work for this company in Dubai, but live in Egypt. Okay. So that's your first taste of it. Exactly. And it was like, my mother was like, go do something serious. You're, you're a graduate now. You're not playing. Everyone was surprised. Even me, I was not totally convinced that I'm doing something valuable. Even though I was a user support specialist and I was contacting clients and I was doing something valuable at that time, but I wasn't 100% convinced that this was valuable. I was staying at home and no one else is was. That, is that literally the only reason why you didn't know if it was worth it? Because you were working from home. Yes. That's so like, strange. So in order for the work to really count, you had to leave, you have to leave your house, which is again, why your friends weren't taking you seriously. Cause they're like, what are you doing? Culture, it's, culture, it's mentality. It's, wow, it's, I mean, so interesting. It's everyone's mentality. I mean, remote is, is still new. It's a new concept it, it, in the U S it might be there from 10 years ago, but in Egypt, it's there after COVID, <laughs> you yeah. know, it was never there before, you know, Sometimes, if, okay, if you are sick, you can work from home, but it's not remote. Sure. I mean, yeah. and you say it was already in the US, slim, and for only like software developers, but other exactly. positions, no. This year was a massive shift for remote work, which is why I'm so happy to be having this conversation. So, okay, you learn about this company, you learn about this job, but you're like, is this, now, did you start working for that company in Dubai? I started working for that company, but I, I wasn't convinced that this was real until I just got my first paycheck. <laughs> and I was like, this is oh, real. Oh, so you thought maybe, okay. So not that it wasn't valuable necessarily, but no, it, no, is it- I, I, I didn't think it was a scam or so I know it's, I know it's real, but you know, deep you inside, I get paid. Are they going to follow through? Yeah. I, I wasn't. I wasn't aware what will happen, you know, what's okay. going to happen after that. But once I got my first pay check, check I, I was like, I want to do that. I want to be remote, you know, this is, this is for me. I know remote is not for everyone, but it's for me. Was it because of the money or was it because of the fact that you were at home and you had your flexibility? Why was it for you? Flexibility, money, better money. Even with this company, small startup in the, in the Emir in Emirates, it was also better money than my friends. Um, for flexibility, I, I, you know, I used to work. Sorry for that. I used to work in restaurants, in cafes. Like my schedules, my schedule was super flexible compared to. You my owned your own cafe. Yeah. I, <laughs> I always forget that, but it's fun to to bring it back. Okay, yeah. so so you got a taste of why, and I say a taste because once you start working remotely, it's very hard to go back because you realize, oh my gosh, I can make all this money, work at home, be with my dog, wear whatever clothes I want, what work whatever hours I want, maybe depending on the job. Okay, so you got a taste, but you said in the beginning, you found it really hard to get a remote job, but now you're saying you just got this one from Dubai. So yeah, this one is totally random. Like 
it wasn't it was super random and i i was actually fired from this one <laughs> why so i don't know but i think at this time i didn't understand remote right i don't know but i wasn't i wasn't as responsible as now okay. i wasn't you know i wasn't as transparent and i wasn't let's call it responsible in general so sure. i wasn't and as and the job just kind of landed in your lap, right? It was like you graduated, your friend called and was like, hey, they want people. And you exactly. got the job. Okay. So you got fired. And, and then what do you do now? And everyone at that at that time, like discouraged me, like, no, just go find a real job. And I found a real job in oh. one of companies in Egypt. Yeah. So um, yeah, I went from remote to onsite. Okay. It was the worst switch I've ever done. And I regretted that badly, <laughs> you know, but it's okay. Okay. So like, then, so then what? Okay. So this is how it, how it happened really with part of life. So I was in Jordan in 2014. I met one of my Jordanian friends and I, and she, she was working remotely and I told her, what are you doing? And she told, her, told me I'm working remotely. So at that point, she was one of the talents with Power to Fly. So she worked with a company through Power to Fly. And she was a talent at that point. And she told me you could work remotely for, for a good company. And you can, you can, you know, get great salaries. You can do that. And then at that point, I applied, I applied to be a part of Power to Fly in 2014. And then they called me to join in 2018. <laughs> Okay, so what happened in the four years between your application and applying? Were you applying to other remote jobs? Were you working? What was going on? I was working. I was doing many other things in life, but not working for remote work. No, I was just working on site in Egypt. Had you kind of given up on remote work? I thought it's it's maybe not common anymore. It's it's not trendy. I thought it's not going to be interesting. Something. So if Power to Fly had never called you four years later, which is a whole other story, can of worms we're not going to open or get into. Um, if they hadn't called you, though, you probably wouldn't have gotten into remote work. Yes. Wow. <laughs> OK, so here I was thinking that you were like hunting for remote work and blah, 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 blah. And then Power to Fly landed. OK, so again, you, you did, I'm saying you got lucky because what are the odds that four years later they were going to call you, but you also did the work by applying, but okay. So they reach out in 2018 and what the heck did you think? Did you even remember the company? No, I actually, actually when my friend, my Jordanian friend told me to apply, she told me to apply as a talent. So part of life contacted me to be a talent they wanted me to be a talent at that point they were contacting like sort doing sourcing and things like that so they contacted me as a salesperson i guess i don't know but to work for another company ah uh, okay 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 and then i told the ceo no i want to work for this company <laughs> can i work for this company <laughs> and she said after a few days she said yes and it all started here oh so they had your resume as if you were in the database to please yes, you exactly. ah okay so before we get into what it's actually like to work remotely, I'm curious to know what your perception was 
And, and I don't know if you can speak for anyone else or your friends, but what is the perception or your perception of American companies? Did you want to work for an American company or were you nervous? Were you happy? Talk to me about that. Yes, this is one, this was, and still what I want to do. I want to work for American companies. Why? Uh, I don't know why, but I feel that American companies, I don't know how to say that, but I love the way they work. I love the way the American works in general, American people in general. So it all started in 2012 when I, uh, when I was a part of a scholarship that happened in the US. And then in 2013, when I was an internship in the US as well, and I was still undergrad at that time. And I was like, I want to be, I want to work for American companies. But at that time I was like, I will relocate to the US. Okay, so you just wanted to be in the US or be working with America. What a, if you could try to put your finger on it, like what it, what it is in particular, do you know? Uh, I think maybe numbers, statistics, stats, maybe. They, they do not assume. They just, you know, I love that. I don't, I don't love assumptions. Mm. I love, and this is what I love about Americans, about American companies. <laughs> I'm only laughing. I'm only laughing because it's like, dang, if you look at what's currently going on in the U.S., you think yeah. about data and numbers and stats, it's like, do we really care? But you're talking about individual private companies, corporations. It's definitely well, different. Yeah, also keep in mind that I'm comparing this to Egyptian companies. So this is something to keep in mind as well, because in Egypt, it's so random. And mm -hmm. I don't know, I don't like, I don't like random work. I love, you know, I love to be, yeah, I love tasks. I love timelines. I love things to be organized. This is how I think I'm, I'll be most productive. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Now, I know it at Power to Fly, of course, because I work there as well. We had an international team. Um, it was split all across the board. Granted, it was run by two women who were from the US, so it had that flavor to it, but we had international people. I don't know yeah. what your current company is like in terms of the mix of people from around the world, but what is it like being in an Egyptian, working for an American company, and being remote and not actually, especially now in 2020, it's not like you're coming to the US. Um, so does that feel different or weird? Would you encourage it? Do you, are you learning new stuff? Has it changed your perception of what it means to be a human being in the world? I mean, talk to me about that. I don't know if that would be strange, but it, cha it changed, it has changed me. Like it changed me as Yusra. I have my own culture, like my own desk. Once I sit up, once I, you know, open my laptop and start working with my friends, either in this or that company, I'm, you know, I'm not in Egypt anymore. I'm talking with people from different cultures. I'm, I'm talking with people that, you know, are super different than me, sometimes in a good way, sometimes in a bad way, it depends on the person himself or herself, but it's great. Like I cannot imagine myself being on site again ever <laughs> i love working with people from all over the world uh you know it it taught me how to how to treat people in a good way mm. it taught me how to to be patient and how not to misunderstand 
anyone because everyone has his his or her own different culture mm. it, it, it's it has changed my mindset sometimes I'm now struggling I'm now struggling dealing with Egyptians <laughs> because I'm dealing with them yeah because I'm staying I'm, I'm sit, for eight hours to ten hours a day I'm on my desk working with Americans and Europeans and you know other nationalities around the world and just one hour with my Egyptian friends a day so sometimes I feel like I'm different I'm now different it has changed me wow ain't yeah. that interesting you know when you travel to a country and after two or three years you start noticing that you are different you are starting to be like those citizens of this country sure so it's similar to that okay so if there's one thing or two things that have really changed or that you now go and see your friends you're like oh i can't believe that i participated in this or it was part like what what's changed if you could put if you can name any of the things okay i'm now super transparent because number one key in remote work is transparency so I'm now super transparent like when I when a friend of mine tell me let's hang out no I'm sorry I'm not available for the next two weeks I was never saying that before and this is not this has nothing to do with Egyptian culture like here in Egypt we are super friendly we say okay even though we know that we're not going you know (laughs) (laughs) so we are being friendly but you know this is not transparency so I'm being more transparent like I'm not able to do this I'm not able to do that if someone asked me a favor that I'm not going to do it for any reason I say that in full transparency so uh this has changed the way I deal with people also I'm being more realistic like don't assume good things that good things will happen you know let's put things in you know (laughs) organize things put facts and start thinking like that and this is also not an Egyptian thing at all well, I wonder if that second part, you said like the more realistic thing, is that because of remote work or is that because of 2020? I don't know. Uh, 2020 is an important <laughs> factor to that. But, you know, sometimes when I sit with my friends, they say, oh, COVID is going to end soon. Hopefully it's going to end soon. And then I'm like, there are no facts that COVID is, not, is, go- is going to end soon. You know, this is just an example. I just you need a fact. Do you have a different perspective on all of that because you work with all these Americans and Europeans? Yeah, so compared to Egyptian people, Egyptian people are, you know, dreamy and they are full of hope and they are trying, they all the time try to be positive. This is their attitude, like this is a culture, regardless of how bad or good this person is. This is a culture. Like we always say yes, we always say okay, we always say nice. Um, That is so interesting because on the surface that seems amazing. Like why wouldn't you want that? At the end of the day, though, you do want the truth and transparency and you need to think realistically. I mean, I'm a glass is half full kind of person. You know that about me at the same time. Got to be real and admit like, OK, we need to work on this or fix whatever it is. So, OK, wow. I'm not saying that I'm changing positively only some. It might be also negatively, you know, it changed. So, you know. Yeah, you just said change. You didn't yeah. give a tone to it. So, yeah, this transparency in the Egyptian culture is not like a great thing because now I'm being I don't know how to say that in English but I shock people sometimes you know uh I say things maybe in a harsh way sure you take them off guard or even your friends are like what yeah (laughs) something 
Yeah. It'll be interesting though to see like, okay, you're saying this year is different. Maybe once more Egyptians start working for other companies, maybe that will start to slowly change your friends or call. I don't know. I don't know. But so, so let's go down that road. What has happened in 2020? Um, and now do you know other people that are working remotely? Do people, are they coming to you for advice now? Like what's changed? Talk to me about that. Yeah. Yes. That's so funny. So you know, I told you that 0% of my friends work remotely. Now 100% of my friends are working remotely. Wow. <laughs> Literally the opposite. Oh my God. Like, Hi, Yestra, where can I buy a home desk? You know, <laughs> Yestra, where can I buy, you know, an additional screen? Hi, Yestra, how, where can I buy this or that? So uh, now they know what's happening and they apologized and I accepted. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah no now they know that it could be doable and everyone in the world should know that this should be this could be doable but is it doable and by the way like good for you I'm glad that you got that validation because it is legitimate what you're doing and I know because I know like what you were making at power to fly and I know you're making more at your current company the money is amazing. I mean, you were able to buy a second home for y'all, like a vacation home, and it's incredible. So now that everybody's working remotely, are they working though for uh, Egyptian companies or did they get new jobs working for American or European companies? For their same companies, but shifted, remote, shifted to remote. Okay, so that's, so the shift is like, okay, we can do our jobs from home because we have to, but are people yes. now looking to up level? Like, are they looking, they say, oh, actually remote work is a real thing. Maybe I should look at getting a different job at an international, like has that changed at all? Or are people still? People are now trying to survive, you know? <laughs> no, I, I, none of my friends are, none of my friends is actually thinking of changing jobs. Everyone wants to keep his job you know, because of the layoffs and things like that. So everyone wants to keep his job. He or she is doing her, his or her best to like keep the job, to, to keep everything sustainable until this pandemic and this craziness ends. So, yeah. I'm only pausing because it's like, I get that. Trust me, I get that because it's the same thing in the US, like plenty mm -hmm. of people trying to keep their jobs. And then it's like, but I know that there are these jobs where you could actually be making quadruple your salary, even in the US that are remote. And like, why wouldn't you go and apply for those jobs while you have your other ones? Your friends are coming to you asking how to get a desk. Why aren't they coming to you asking how to get a job? They tried. Some of them tried actually, and some of them applied, but it's not as easy as it looks. That's why I was telling you, it's not as easy as it looks. So three or four months before leaving Power to Fly, I used to apply, I, I was trying to apply for jobs and I was experienced and my my profile really was was really good for their requirements, but none of them accepted me because I'm non-American. I was gonna say, why do you think that it okay? So it has to do with do you think it's specifically like coming from Egypt or is it just not being in the US and needing sponsorship? Is it, is it country specific or is it just out of the US specific? Both. So what, first of all, because if it's not, because I'm not in the US and this is scary for some recruiters, 
And the second thing is that I am from Egypt and Egypt for some people is like, you know, a red flag. Why? Because media, you know, uh, Islamophobia, things like that. Mm. So uh, some people still think that Middle East and uh, Arab countries are terrorists, things like that. This is normal, especially oh, in is, this. Especially coming from a U.S perspective which i roll my eyes because it drives me crazy but it's so true unfortunately yeah, yeah. i'm not so lucky true, not true the assumptions but true that we have those assumptions i know yes for sure yes and i'm so lucky to work to have worked for two companies like the two companies that i've worked for in the u.s so far both of them are not like that but other uh companies that i was trying to apply to apply to be a part of they they are really like that once they know that you are from egypt you're done. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. You laugh. I don't think it's funny, but what else can we do but laugh about it, I guess? It's sad. I mean, that's that sucks. How do we change yeah. that? Is that changing? Do you think that's changed at all with COVID? In, in the U.S., you mean? In, yeah, because I say that because now so many companies are hiring remotely. But maybe it is that they're just hiring from anywhere in the U.S. From the U.S. So it hasn't changed international hiring at all. Yes. Look at companies. They just, on LinkedIn, they say, we are, we shifted to remote. We are now 100% remote. And when you just try to apply for a job and you check the job description and the requirements, you see like U.S. is a must. Hmm. So, uh, yeah. And I don't know why, actually. Like, I really don't understand why. Okay, so I don't want to go down too negative of a route because clearly it's hard and clearly there's challenges. Um, and we've talked a little bit about why, um, which is just something that's going to take time to heal and change from. Um, but somehow you did get this job at this new company. And I know it wasn't from a referral or any, like you got it 100% on your own. Yes. For an American company, making way more than you were making before. Yes. So yes. you did it. How yes. do you recommend people do it? Because clearly it's possible, Yusra. It's not, not possible. It's just hard, um, which we shouldn't stop ourselves from doing something just because it's hard. So how okay. do you do it? I got this job, not from a referral, not from, any, not from anyone, but this was somewhere between the 120 and 130 applications that I filled out. Wow. So this is why I told Perseverance. you. Perseverance. Yes. This is this the only advice I have for anyone applying for a remote job. Don't give up. It will happen. It will happen, but it's not going to happen like that. It's not as easy as it looks. It needs persistence. If at first you don't succeed, try, try again. Yes, Same and goes. that will sound like a cliche, but every rejection is a redirection. And I'm really convinced with that. I love that. Every direction is a redirection. And you know what? As, as much as we talked about, you know, maybe you're like more realistic or whatever now, you still clearly, and what you just said, are a positive person. Um, who will, who won't, who's next, right? Like one door closes, find another one. 130 applications, which also goes to show there are plenty of companies out there that are hiring. I know the job market seems slim and especially now in December, 
the last month of a crazy year where so many jobs were lost, it's still possible. There are plenty of companies hiring remotely. Um, still possible. Yes. And you need to stand out. One, one really quick advice. If you are a salesperson, if you are not a salesperson, just, you know, think of the company that you're applying for as a prospect, as a client, keep reaching out, keep saying, why, why do you think you stand out? I love that you say that Uh, our background user's background is sales. Obviously that's what she's talking about prospects and keep trying. Follow up, follow up, follow through. Um, I love it. Now. Oh my gosh. I just lost my train of thought. Oh, that's what I was going to ask you. Okay. So we're talking about how, you know, you went from 0% of your friends working remotely to now hundred percent of your friends working remotely because they had to companies had to adopt because of COVID. Yes. Are they going to stay working remotely? What do you think is going to happen in the future of work? Is remote really going to take off like we want it to? I know you're really passionate about it, obviously, but What's your no. opinion on that? In Egypt, in Egypt no. So once it's once it's safe, uh, the, they will go back to their offices, not because they want to, but because the employer themselves are not comfortable that way. You know, Egyptians are not used to working remotely. So they actually, <laughs> remote work for them is a time off. So imagine having a, a paid time off from March till December. Oh, so you really don't think that people are working? Not as much as they used to work in the office. Which is my probably friend, why people didn't take you seriously. Yes. My yeah. friends are, yeah, my friends are sleeping all day, you know? So, or maybe wake up at 11 instead of eight, you know? So, um, and so you know what? Yeah. Not giving remote work a good reputation. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm being serious, but my friends uh, are not. No, you have nothing to apologize for. I'm just saying like, it makes sense that they would go back to in-office if that's the attitude and mentality of remote work. Yeah, I think remote needs to be, remote needs a training. Like you cannot tell someone who was just in the office yesterday, go remote. You know, Mm -hmm. it, it needs a mental training. You need to train yourself that you'll be working. You'll be doing the same amount of work maybe more, by the way, you'll be accomplishing, you'll be making money, but just one benefit that you'll be doing that from your own home. But otherwise you'll be doing the exact same thing. This is something that you need to train yourself on mentally before even doing that in real life. And, and speaking of training yourself mentally and stuff, I mean, what about the social aspect of it? I say that because I remember visiting you. I mean, you were meeting up, up with friends every day. I mean, the social thing is huge. The weddings, I mean, they're huge and you open doors and invite people. And I know that's changed also because of COVID this year, but like, does the lack of appeal to remote work have anything to do with the culture and needing to be social and, and work with people? Yes, this might be a reason. People in Egypt are sociable. They love to see other people. They love competition. They love working. I mean, uh, remote with all its benefits, it's not for everyone in Egypt. Like we are, we love to work when, you know, we, we love to work with our friends and colleagues and, um, you know, I think so. I think it has to do with the social aspect of it. I don't know that I have any more questions for you, Yusra, about 
remote work. I just am so inspired by you leading the charge. I mean, leading the charge, changing the perception of remote work for your friends and family in Cairo, changing the perception of Egyptians for all the people that you've worked with at the companies that you work for now. I mean, it's really amazing in your own perseverance. I don't even know that I would apply to 130. I mean, that's sounds insane to me and I get it. And I'm so happy that you did it and you at where you are now. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that you want to share about remote work, about the transformation of remote work before 2020 till now, or about anything I didn't ask you about working as a woman? I mean, you tell me. I don't know. Let me think for a second. There doesn't have to be. <laughs> doesn't have to be what? Doesn't, there doesn't have to be anything else. I mean, we covered a lot. Just curious if there was anything else you wanted to share. I think because we are talking about remote work, I think remote work is amazing, but it's not at this point, it's not amazing because it's because of COVID, you know? So many, many of the people around the world are just switching to remote because they had to. And I think before switching to remote, before doing that transition, transition, companies should do some extra work to, you know, to to mentally train their people to work remotely, to mentally train their people to to do that switch because they weren't remote before. So, part of life, for example, other other remote companies out there are you are have always been remote. So this is not a problem. But when I use when I'm working for for uh, in an office and then the next day there is a pandemic and I need to work from home, there should be a great training on that mental training, physical training, uh, technical training, and many other trainings as well just for this to happen. I think this has to do with Egypt and other countries as well. Well, I think that you're right, but unfortunately this year there wasn't time to prepare. It was just like boom, go figure it out. But I think that what you're saying is really important because. If you just make the switch and expect it to just work, it's not. I mean, it's such different way of working, different mindset. And I think you say that because we want, we know how awesome it is, but if it fails, which it very easily can fail if you don't have it set up right, it kills and ruins the reputation. And that's exactly. what we don't want to have happen. Because if it is done correctly, there's no looking back. But, but we can easily prove everybody right in that remote work doesn't work. Right. Right. So, yeah, I, I, I personally love working remote and I think I will be doing the same thing. Like I'll be working remotely for at least the next 10 years of my life. And after that, if I'll be doing anything other than that, I will be opening my own business. I'm going to say, but, then you retire. Yeah. Or you open your cafe again. Yeah. <laughs> Something like just for other people to come and work remotely in my cafe. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that. It's, I'm equally excited and nervous about the future of remote work for the, for what you just said. Cause it's like, yeah, all these companies, everybody's working remote, but did that, is it putting a bad taste in their mouth? Are they almost like against it because they were forced to do it and now they're dying to go back in the, I mean, it's just going to be interesting to see what shakes out. I don't know. I think I'll always and forever be a fan and advocate for remote work, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Hopefully things will end up good. <laughs> <laughs> and we can travel more because one positive one great thing about working remotely is that you can travel and work from anywhere in the world and now this is not the this is not an option anymore 
So <laughs> remote is not as awesome as, as awesome as you, you know, one year ago. But yeah. Well, it is awesome, but for very different reasons. The fact that we can have a job while we're forced to stay at home is pretty cool. If we didn't have Wi-Fi and Slack and all the tools that we, I mean, it wouldn't be possible. So I feel really blessed and lucky that we have that opportunity. The travel part of it is totally out of our hands. However, I love the fact, and don't get me, correct me if I'm wrong, but couldn't you go to the hub and take your computer and work up there if you wanted to be by the beach? You can do that, but the internet is not reliable everywhere in Egypt. Like you, you must say, you know, just in case. Well, it's Sometimes. funny you say that because I thought like, oh, I'm going to go rent a cabin in the mountains so I can be in nature. But it's the same thing. You need Wi-Fi. So it's like we can travel locally. Like there's ways to make travel work during these times. But yes, Wi-Fi is the key to remote work for sure. And especially because I'm talking to clients. So, you know, there's I'm not just sending emails or doing some administrative work. I'm talking you need to stream like this. Yes, exactly. So I need the internet to be 100% good, you know, and not to ruin the reputation of Egyptian remote workers. <laughs> so. Oh my God. Yeah. Because having a good Wi-Fi connection means something even more. Yes. Or you are. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Golly. All right, Yusra. Um, well, I would love to end this on a positive note, of course, because I can't not. So um, what do you think has been the biggest reward that you have gotten from being a remote worker over the past four years? Reward? Um, many, many, but I'm just thinking of of, of one thing but or the top two or three I know that's hard to just say one <laughs> yeah thank you <laughs> great so uh, I'm being paid really well which is great this is the not the first reward but I'm just saying a couple but so, just say, you don't have to say how much you're making but you breaking that two thousand dollar a month mark that you said is really great if you live in Egypt <laughs> Yes. Uh, if my Egyptian friend you, being 28 years old, a female earning a salary that you said is beyond the high end in Cairo is amazing. Exactly. Yes, it's amazing. And I'm not taking that for granted. It's, it's really great. So I can, you know, if my family needs support, if my mother needs support, I'm, I'm helping them out, which was not the case before. So I'm grateful. Amazing. Yeah, the second uh, thing is I'm having a great relationship with my husband and my family and my friends because now I have a flexible schedule. I know how to organize my work. I know how to, you know, organize my schedule and um, I'm spending more time with people. I love that. I love being around people and I love spending time with my husband, my dog, my family, my friends. And this is super important for me. If it's not there, I'm not living work-life balance so, exactly exactly i'm doing that which is great the third and one of the most important things to me is travel let's say that again i love traveling i uh i started traveling when i was 17 or 18 something like that i did a semester abroad in the u.s and since then uh, you know i i see myself traveling all the time so i'm super glad that work 
is allowing me to do so without taking times off. <laughs> okay, and by the way, speaking of which, you are traveling. Because you said, oh, not I'm traveling. traveling. You're traveling. Are you, are you, so where are you going? I'm going to Dubai. <laughs> oh, I'm so jealous. I'm like more excited for you than anything. Are you going to be working? No. So you're totally taking time off. 10 days off just to relax. I'm going on my own. My first solo trip ever. Wow. So, cool. You yeah. saw I've traveled like 10 times before or 12 times, something like that, but none of them was solo. I always had people with me. So this is my first solo trip. And um, I wanted to try how, try how travel, like how is travel now in times of COVID? <laughs> I cannot wait to hear about it. Congratulations. And I know you and how hard you work. I'm sure you could use the time off. And thank you for sharing everything about remote work and your experience. Is there anything else you want to say before we wrap this up and end it? Thank you. I love your podcast. I love that you, uh, you hosted me today. <laughs> I love that you were on. Yeah, it was amazing. And it's my first time to share my thoughts about remote work actually um, in that great way. So I'm really happy. I'm so grateful to have you in my life. And yeah, let's do that every now and then. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. Thank you so much, Yusra. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the One World Your Story podcast. If you enjoyed hearing this story and you wish to hear more, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes and YouTube. And of course, follow us on Instagram at One World Your Story. From all of us here at the One World Your Story podcast, we are sending you so much joy and love. Have a wonderful rest of your day.